Okay, so I'm back with part two because my computer had cut off. I'm praying for a new computer. I'm going to put that on my Crazier Faith card. I'm going to talk about Crazier Faith in a little, not in a little, but on another podcast. But I got to give me a new computer because this computer works so good for like my embroidery stuff. But this podcast stuff, it just don't be getting witty. It just be adding slow and stuff. So I'm praying for a new computer. Okay, in the new year when my finances get together. But anyway, um... I was just saying, you know, the first two after, you know, I just got tired of taking the L. And so I had to just, you know, I didn't really have much money. I haven't really had much money this year because, like I said, I quit my job in January and y'all, I could not go back. I couldn't go. I tried. And so the first two weeks of me being saved, God was like, you're going to go back and you're going to fix this. You're going to go and fix that. And y'all, I felt like. The thing that broke for me to get saved, God knows I can make money. He knows that. He gave me all these great skills and all these great things about myself that I've discovered about myself. And he knows I can make money. So he knew, and nursing was, was is making money right now. And he knew he wasn't going to be able to get to me through money. So he had to go through me. He had to get to me a different way. Again, if he can't go through the front door, he's going to go through the back door. And then he's going to come through the window if he got to. So he got my mental health. He was like, yeah, money's not going. Money ain't nothing. That girl going to find a way to make money. She 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 going to come here. She's still going to come here. And she's going to make money on the side. She's still going to come here, though. And God needed me to be removed from that environment so that I could go to where he's taking me. Because I pray for purpose. And when you pray for purpose, you got to let go of things. You have to let go of things, everything. Like, you have to surrender that stuff, and God will tell you what you have to let go of. And the first two weeks, I was a little hesitant about my job. I had just gave my daddy a birthday party. We had just went to Puerto Rico. And like I said, I didn't have the most money. And I was like, I need to go to work. And I could, I had a flexible schedule where I was a travel nurse, and I could make this good money. And I remember not wanting to go. Not really wanting to go. And I went um, a few times. I went a few times. And every time I just would be reminded why I didn't like it. And I'm like, this is not me. Like, this is not me. So anyway, before I went to Puerto Rico, I had signed up for school. And I had signed up for school. And in August, my house flooded. The septic tank. It's just really a wild story, and I'm not even really sure what. I don't even know. But, y'all, the house flooded in the middle of the night while we were asleep. Mind you, I bought this house brand new last year, last June, and it flooded this August because the water company for the county that I live in didn't suction their drain that leads to the manhole. And so it caused... I live on a slope, so it caused the backup in my pipes, and it flooded my downstairs bathroom. My insurance paid $10,000 to dry my house out for mold, right? That was all my, you know, my insurance company covered. And um, I remember just trying. I knew I wasn't at fault because I caught my builders. I had a warranty on my house. And they saying it wasn't my fault. It This isn't my fault. This is the water company's fault. And I remember... The water company, girl, like, just self-sabotaging me. They sabotaged me. They lied and said that 
they that that there was no issue and all kind of stuff, a bunch of bull crap, a bunch of lies, and all of it, all it's gonna do is just you know, karma is something, and it's going to come back on you, like, it's going to come back on you, and so now, you know, my house is still cut up and not fixed, the downstairs is cement, we don't have a floor besides cement, and the walls are cut out two feet from the floor up, all the way around, we don't even have a downstairs bathroom, we don't even have a downstairs, like, we don't even have downstairs a door on the door, like, bathroom door, we don't have a toilet down there, Literally, you can crawl through the walls because from the kitchen to the hallway because the insulation and stuff is out. All kind of crazy stuff, right? But that all happened and like all of this is happening in the first few weeks of me being saved. But I know that I was reading a book. I had bought this book. It was called You Are a Badass, How to Stop Doubting Yourself and Start Living an Awesome Life. And I bought it back in May. I think I did. I looked back in on my Amazon cart and it was back in May. No cap, y'all. Try to read the book at the beach when I took the kids to the beach. Try to read the book at work every night that I went to work and it wouldn't work. I couldn't read it. I couldn't get into it. I read it to the first chapter and I was like, this ain't it. This ain't for me. And I'm a reader, y'all. Love reading, love, love reading. I hate reading, like, um, entertainment books. That's not for me. Um, like, you know, those little crazy books. <laughs> um, or drama books. I don't like that. I'm a knowledge book girl kind of girl. Like, self-empowerment or things that I can learn. And my dad likes books like that, too. But um, I was reading a book, and no lie, it was just lining up with everything. That book was lining up with everything my pastor was saying. And the book was just telling me like how when you get saved, you'll, you, you're going to start going through things and it's just to test your faith. Y'all, my house flooding won't nothing but faith. My kids lost a lot of clothes because they were downstairs on the floor because we were going through them um, for um, school to start back. And the house flooded at three in the morning. It flooded again at nine and again at 11. And I remember y'all, I just remember just trusting God. I was like, don't be conformed by my circ don't let the don't let me be based on my circumstances. Don't let my faith be placed upon my circumstances. Like I don't want something to go wrong and then it just, oh, I can't trust God. No, that's not how it is. And it said right here, hold on, let me see. This was in August. Hold on. It basically was just saying that you can't be, let your happiness be based upon situations. And y'all know, no, hey, he's acting like a dinosaur. I found it. It says joy is not found in the circumstances of this life, but in the certainties of faith. And that was on August the 1st. My house flooded, if I'm not mistaken, on August the 11th. And hold on. And y'all, it's just, God was just testing my faith. And 
the book was just another thing that was like I felt God was giving me to sell me on to keep going because it's hard being a real Christian you have to be honest about your journey and you have to be open about who you are and the things you struggle with because if not, you'll become a crusty Christian where you're just judging everybody for the things they do and you sitting there sleeping, going to bed, crying yourself to sleep while you battle with the things you're suffering with, you know? And I don't want to be a crusty Christian. I want to be one that's hot and humble and open. And that's why when I started my podcast, I list everything that I'm that I was before. And because it's sometimes Christianity is just not enough to sell people. Sometimes you need that extra. You need that extra, well, okay, yeah, you got my attention, but I'm not fully convinced. You know what I'm saying? And I want to be the person that convinces people to let you know that you can change. You don't have to be what people think you are. And I was reading the book, and y'all, no cap, the book was talking about purpose. And it said once I had gotten saved that I was going to find purpose. And if you know me, I have been praying for my purpose this year. I said I didn't want to save money. I didn't want to do none of that. I wanted to find purpose because life will teach you to put things in chronological order. It'll say, well, you got to have this certain amount of money before you could do this. I'm telling you right now, I've been saved since July 11th. And God has worked for my family and myself in ways I could have never imagined. And, um... I've been going to Bible study and I've been going to church literally since July 11th. And during the earlier stages, you just build up your faith, right? And we started a sermon called Crazier Faith. And I remember fasting, y'all, because I felt like I was missing something. I felt like I wasn't as saved as I should have been or something and I just remember fasting and God sending my answer through I didn't fast for something I wanted I just wanted like materialistic I just wanted clarity to know that I had been forgiven for the things that I had did because Christians have a hard time letting things go like Christians who are trying to be who God created them to be or Christians who are just trying to be Christians you know what I'm saying because you can ask God to come into your heart and be your Lord and Savior, and you're going to heaven, right? But whether you reach the full capacity that God has created for you, I don't know. If you're a Christian Christian, no. Because if you're judging me for the things that I'm sitting here doing, and I know you're not perfect, because I ain't seen two Christians that's perfect. I ain't even seen one. And the only thing you can seem to do is cast stones at me. There's, yeah, you're just a Christian Christian, and you have put a cap on God's life on God for your life and that's fine that you that you feel intimidated or that you feel um bothered by me standing on God's word and doing being broken like I am or like I was let me say that broken like I was and everything like y'all I got saved I went to the club like two weeks later and I was like I'm going to praise and worship because y'all when you become a Christian you God don't say you better than nobody else God is going to tell me that you're going to go back to those same people who was in that place where you were once at. And you're going to show them that 
You don't have to be what culture teaches you to be. With y'all, some of us, some of y'all are really in school or in a career because your parents agreed to whatever it was you said. Some of y'all would take your first idea to your parents and won't even take it to God. No, my how do I know my mom and daddy want what's best for me. But to be sure, they can't see what God has. It, it, they ain't seeing what God got for me. Like, they might see glimpse. You know what I'm saying? But God knows what he, the plans that he has for me. And why would I take that up with them when I could go to the direct source and ask him myself? You know what I'm saying? So some of y'all need to go back and retrace your steps because some of y'all are just surviving and not living. And that's why I got saved. Because I get tired of surviving. I get tired of being things that culture teaches us to be i get tired of suffering in silence culture teaches you to grind some of y'all gonna grind your whole life and not even get nothing that god has promised you because all you want to do is grind you want to learn the hard way i'm telling you right now y'all surrender and let god have it give your life to christ you could come broken you could come going to the club you could come an addict you could come all these things y'all smoking weed getting high every day Every day. Come with all of that. And it's not to say that you will go to bed or and wake up tomorrow and it'll all be gone. It ain't going to say it in two weeks. It's not say it in four months. But let me tell you something. When you surrender to God and you let God know that this is something you don't want to carry anymore. I'm telling you, it could be here today. Gone tomorrow. But if you think you're going to go to bed broken and wake up, woke up and wake up here. On your own. You're on. <laughs> you better give it to God. Now, if you want God to handle it, you might you can't go to bed broken and wake up healed. But if you're trying to do it by yourself, it ain't gonna work, baby. And y'all, I'm just here to tell you that people in churches and all churches is not bad because y'all, for real, I I have we've been doing a, a sermon called Crazier Faith. And if you have nothing in you this season during the holidays while you're home from school your kids is home y'all ain't doing nothing but packing on pounds if you're gonna watch something turn on crazier faith from from tc nation transformation church is in tulsa the pastor is um, michael todd and his wife is natalie todd you will not regret it you won't regret it go and see how it can change your life it changed my life we've been doing this for about 50, almost 15 weeks now and no cap, I will not be in the same position that I am in right now next year. No, I see the things and I know the things God has waiting for me and the things he has planned for this podcast and for my life and my career and my children's life. And that's why I'm, the topic is what's your legacy? Because is it your lifestyle, like something you're doing? Like, oh, yeah, we could just live a Christian life. Yeah, we're cool. We're good. No. Or is it your legacy? This is my legacy. My podcast here is my legacy. This is to help other black women be set free from the things culture has taught you to deal with, to think, to think you have to grind, to think you have to be quiet and suffer in silence. No, you do not. There's no way in nowhere in the Bible where it says that cast your burdens upon me. How am I know your burden? If you don't tell me, you know what I'm saying? Hot. God is looking for the people who going to tell their testimonies. And in order to tell your testimonies, you have to do what? talk about it or write about it sing about it you got to do something but um curled up in fetal position every night going to bed keeping it to yourself ain't it baby 
And that's why I'm the one that's going to change culture because somebody got to say it. Somebody that looks like they thought they had it all together. Somebody who lied for a few years. I lied for four years. Taking my kid's father with me to, to events, to my family's gatherings when I wanted to knock his head smooth off his shoulder. I'm telling you, let it go. Let it go. It's harder to pretend. I'm telling you, it's harder to pretend. It is so hard to pretend. And it's even harder to go home at nighttime and know that you ain't doing nothing but living a lie. Imagine waking up every day for four years knowing that this ain't something you want to do, but you're going to wake up for the next four more years and do it again. I'm telling you, some of y'all better stop putting the cap on the things God has for you. Some of you need to go back and retrace your steps. Some of you need to ask yourself, is this really what God has for me. Some of y'all will get in your way, your own way and call it God's will. Oh, well, I guess this is what God has for me. That's what my pastor said. Some of y'all get stuck in your own ways and will call it his will. Oh, I guess this is it. I guess this is all God has for me. Who? Not me, baby. Don't put no cap on nothing God got going on with me. And that's why when I got saved, y'all, and God started and, and the pastor came up with crazier faith, all God did was spin the block for me again. The same, the house, this house, the things he wanted to do for me the first go round, he's going to do for me right now because now I got my head on tag. I know what I want. I know I'm, I'm aligned with his, his will for me and I want the things he wants for me. I'm not scared to get uncomfortable. Baby, we can go ahead first if that's what you want to do. And I said what I said. So if it don't line up with what I said, then it's not for me. And that's another thing. Some of y'all have to go back and retrace your steps. Pray about it. And if it's something you want, don't budge on that. If you can't get with it, baby, then you need to get lost. Because I'm not self-sabotaging me no more. I know the things I have for this podcast. I know the things I have for my, for my career. And I know the things that I have for Christ. The things that I want to do in Christ and the things that the the Things I want to change in culture that comes with Christianity. My pastor says some of them old folks, you won't even, they won't even get out of the way for new people to take, to take lead. How, how, and how are we going to lead young people to Christ when the older crew is up there sitting there pointing fingers at us and some of the pastors are sleeping with um, some of the young folk. Chill. Listen here. I, I, I know that I am safe and I know that I am not perfect because Christians are not perfect. We just, the only thing about the difference between unsaved people and Christian people, the ones that say we got God covering us. Therefore, we don't forget the things we did as sinners. We just do a better job at making sure we don't repeat those same steps. And now we're covered by God's grace and by his will and the thing. And we study the things that he wants for us. And we align with our purpose and, and his plan. And he'll mold you into not to a, a better person who knows I would never go back because it didn't serve me then. And it doesn't serve me now. No cap, y'all. I'm telling you, I am. A Christian and I'm no better than anybody and that's what I tell people I tell people all the time I'm no better than you so when I come and talk to you about your situation if you want to talk to somebody about your situation and you want them to take you serious without being judgmental tell all the bad things you are first I tell people all the time come here sure, let me talk to you I lied for four years and I pretended and I did all these things for four years come here baby girl let me talk to you and it's because I got my receipt I'm not ashamed to say 
I lied for four years. I'm not ashamed to say I lied for four years. Eight out of the four, I lied. I'm not ashamed to say that because I know who I am and I know the places that I'm going. I know the places, the people that will be delivered from the things that I'm sitting here talking about because it's probably 50 million other folks. Some of them done did 14 years. Don't let life pass you by. Don't let God put, don't put a cap on the things God has for you. Some of y'all are just scared. Maybe you'll be judged or maybe you don't even come from a Christian family. Y'all, I come from a Christian family and they all look different. My mama white, my daddy black. White folks go out and get out of church at 10 o'clock. I joined the church, baby, and I love it. When I was going to TC online, I just felt the Holy Spirit tell me one day I had to get into community. He said, wake up. And he said, you need to get something. You need to get into something that's going to hold you. I was, I'm the only one right now saved in my circle that's open about it. You know, I might have Christian friends. Um, they all believe in God, most of them, I think. They believe in God. And, um, but they, you know, I don't know if anybody is walking actively in, in their, in their journey, because like I said, you can accept God as your Lord and savior and you're going to heaven, but have you put a cap on things God's done for you? or doing for you and what is your legacy going to say for you is it going to just say oh yeah she was a christian she she served on the deacon board or she uh, I, I think that's for boys but you know i don't know, I don't know about that part um or she ushered or you know yeah that's all she did and you mean to tell me that's all you did that's it who'd you lead to christ who did you who did you mentor who did you tell your story to so that they feel like they can have somebody they can relate to. Or did you just keep it to yourself? I'm not trying to live a lifestyle as a Christian. Living a lifestyle as a Christian is saying I'm saved. I'm comfortable. I've never had a problem getting uncomfortable. And that's why I know that that's why I know I'm chosen because God wants the ones who's not scared to get uncomfortable because everybody is comfortable in the culture. Everybody's in here thinking that all these things matter. When you get to heaven, it's not going to matter. When you get to hell, it's not going to matter. I'm pretty sure God will give you a flash of what your life was supposed to look like. And some of y'all will be mind blown. But to know that you don't get a second chance is enough to convince you that yesterday was a good day. But today is an even better day to just give your life to Christ. Let it go. You don't got to let you don't you don't have to battle with those things anymore. You don't have to struggle with those things. You don't have to cry yourself to sleep. And God is spinning the block for me again, y'all, for real. Everything I, I did my way the first time when I got lost, God has just shown me these first 15 weeks with TC Nation, the things he has planned for me. And all he did was reteach me what he tried to teach me before. And this time I took notes, baby, and I got it down and I'm ready for the things that he has planned for me. And I just want to tell people that, you could come to Christ broken. My mother was an addict. My mother was beat for seven years straight. My father went to prison. My mother went to prison. And by God's grace, they are, are amazing grandparents now. And, uh, and they're there for me and my siblings. I just want you to know. You don't have to be what people say you have to be. Y'all. 
People told me all kind of things. I'm mean, I'm this and I'm that. Why? Because I know the things that I'm not going to tolerate. If I know my worth, then just say to him. Because I, a girl in my, in my Bible study group the other night told me to charge my worth and add tax. That's what Shorty said. <laughs> and I just want you to know that nursing humbled me. And it was a part of God molded me into who he created me to be because I was a little headstrong in the beginning. I won't ask forgiving as I used to be because when you get tired of being hurt, you just become numb and you just think it's your norm. And all you do is resent and resent some more. But I'm telling you, you don't have to carry those burdens. And y'all, I just. What? And no lie, y'all. Nursing humbled me in so many ways. And it just shows me that it was just a part of my plan. Because, y'all, I, I, during the pandemic, I can't tell you the amount of bad bodies that I bagged and tagged. No cap. Sometimes it was multiple a shift. The morgue would be like, the, fam the funeral homes would be like, didn't we just see you? And I would just be like, yeah. And I just want you to know that I had one patient and I can't do the HIPAA. You know, I can't really go into that part. But I had a patient who had a really bad past and um, I felt like people held him to that standard. Like people held him to that and he probably felt like he couldn't couldn't redeem himself from it because it was so heavy. It was something that culture probably would never forgive you for. And I remember it being the, pandem the pandemic and y'all, I had just become so numb as a nurse. I don't think I was numb. I just think it was, I had to put into a perspective that this is, this is my job, okay? I can't be in here. I feel for my patients. I really do. I have the most empathy in the world. And I can't be in here being a wreck because somebody has to be strong for these people. And no lie, those people had no, some of the, and some of those people didn't even have somebody to sit next to them because we were in the middle of a pandemic. And we couldn't have any visitors. And I remember this one patient dying. And man, my patient was suffering, Bo. It, it almost perceived as if, I've been a nurse for a few years, so you could kind of tell when people don't want to let go. And he didn't want to let go. And I just remember sitting there with him and just telling him, like, it's okay, you can go. You know, it's all right. Someone is here with you. You don't have to fight back. You can just go. And I was there when he took his last breath. And I say that because I just want you to know people change, yo. People are not what they used to be. And people are not the things that you thought they were. Stop putting limits and stop putting personal things onto people. Because if, it, if you don't want us to hold you to something that you were and you're not anymore, think of life like that. Imagine how I would feel. Imagine how I feel when people say, I like you better when you were big. How?
What did you what what did you like? My appearance better? My big booty? Or what? Because um I feel like I'm because when I was big, I couldn't stand who I was because and it wasn't because I was a big girl. It was because I was dealing with so much during that time in my life. I don't miss that part of my life. And because what? I looked a little plump or because you a little plump and you want you want we want you want to lose weight but you don't have the energy to put in the time to to lose the weight or what? Because why do you feel comfortable telling me I like you better be when you don't even know what I struggled with <laughs> when I was big? Some days I didn't even want to get out of the bed when I was big because I was dealing with so much. When I let that weight go, that baggage came with it, honey. It went it all went away. And, and for that, I'm happy for me. I'm able to thrive. I'm able to live longer for my children. And I'm able to keep up. My skin looks amazing. I feel great. And now, you know, I just, I just say that some people can't accept the fact that people change until it's them, you know. Change only happens for them. It doesn't happen for anyone else. It only happens for them. Oh, I don't do those things anymore. But she does those things. She does those things. It's, it's so easy to point fingers. But I'm telling you, it's always easier until you're on the other side of that door. And, and when you open the door, they at your house. And it's coming in whether you want it or not. Nursing humbled me so much, y'all. It humbled me in ways I could have never imagined. And I was so, I had been so difficult before in my life. Not really, I could cut anybody off and wouldn't give a darn. I'm telling you, wouldn't care, wouldn't speak to you the next day. Now, y'all, I cry about everything. And it's because your, your, your success, like people always love the strong parts of you, right? But your success comes from your weaknesses. And that's what the word told me. He said, everybody knows you to be strong, Samantha, but your weaknesses is what's going to make people, you know, like it's going to set people free. Your weaknesses is what's going to set people free. And it's because imagine, imagine being weak and you feel you don't have any strengths. How could you relate to me if all I'm talking about is my strengths? You might not even have some because at one point I didn't have no strengths. I didn't even know what day it was, didn't even care what day it was. So now, yes, I am strong, but baby, I have been and I am weak at times as well. And that's what separates the real from the fake. Everybody can be Christians. We all can say, you know, yes, I accept Jesus into my heart as my Lord and Savior, but how are you leaving your legacy behind? Are you going to be a crusty Christian? Comfortable in your zone and just, oh, yeah, that's all God's going to do for me. Yeah. No, not me. I'm going places. My children are going places. And we are going to be involved in things that serve Christ and that could show other people, other black women, other women, girl. You can be exactly who God created you to be the same way, the same cussing way, the same attitude, all of that. Bring it. Bring it, girl. Because y'all be sitting here acting like y'all went to bed perfect. I mean, went to bed broken and woke up perfect. 
Yeah, on your own or or what? Because I know there's some Christians out here still dealing with some stuff that they probably been battling it with battling with it for years. But the moment y'all, I'm telling you, the moment the young Christians start doing something, them old ones start pointing fingers. Girl, get out the way. Get up out the way. Nobody ain't about to sit here and tell me I'm not a Christian. I don't care what it look like to you. Cause guess what? I'm gonna be three. If you if you saying you say I get it will you'll see me there, shorty. <laughs> Cause I'm a, I'm gonna see you when I get there. You know, so I say that because y'all listen. People will not choose Christ because of the things people say to them. The things people say to them. People is this not no jury. When we go to heaven, it's not a jury. It's not a jury. It's one person, and he's gonna say, "Well, right here on um, December the ninth, two thousand twenty-one, at one forty-seven, you told people to give their life to Christ, and for that, I want to reward you." But a few years ago, it's gonna say, "Samantha, um, on December the ninth, two thousand eighteen, you told such and such." Uh, whatever, I'm just making up something. You told them this and it made them cry and it hurt their feelings. And so I want to know why you said those things. I have to take accountability for that. You know, you don't just get to just go, go, go on and say, oh, well, you know, I'm saved now. Forget all that in the past. Yeah, it is. It's forgiven. But you have to be, you're, you're accounted for it. It, it still counts. <laughs> it still counts. Three tardies make a late, ab make a, make an absence, right? It still counts. You were late. You were late, but you know, it's not penalizing you till you get three, but it counts. It counts. And that's why moving forward, you have to be careful with your words because you're going to have to answer to those words. You're going to have to say, well, you know, I meant this when I said that. This is why, this is why I said it. And I don't want to move like that. And that's why I'm trying to eliminate cussing from my vocab and all these things that I'm trying to work on as a Christian because nobody's perfect. Nobody's perfect, but I surrender to God and I tell God every day that, God, I need to work on my cussing. And some of my friends even say, wow, Samantha, you don't even cuss as much anymore. You still cuss. <laughs> but you don't cuss as much anymore. Y'all, I'm telling you, like, we done had a few, sen uh, quite a few sentences in this podcast where I haven't even said a cuss word. And I'm telling you, last year, that wouldn't have been me. That, that wouldn't have been me. Down to even the things that, like, parenting. I have surrendered all of that to, my, to, to Christ. Like, to God, I, I don't want to deal with any of that by myself. I don't even want to do things the way that I, I feel I should do them. You tell me and I'll do it. And I'm telling you, favor will be placed upon your life. Favor will be placed upon your life. I'm currently working in. It, uh, God has currently put me in a position to find my purpose. God gave me that book to sell me a little bit more. Like, cause he know I love reading and God to give you little things. He hear you talking to your friends. If y'all think, Crisis look, it's not, but I could tell you that because I used to think that too. And I think that's where Christians go wrong. We shame other people. But how? When we all come from different backgrounds, we all come from different races, and we all come come from different struggles. How are you holding me to something 
that you believe that I might not ever even been experienced to. I've never been exposed to that. Yet you feel as if I should be doing that. I have no idea about it. That's why I don't judge. And that's why I tell people all the time, I, I don't judge you because I lied for four years. So never assume. I never assume. I stopped assuming. I stopped assuming because a lot of y'all will assume and get in your own head and put all these things in your own mind and none of it. If you just took the time out to ask the person, you'd be surprised at the answer. It probably ain't nothing what you thought it was. So I never assume anymore. I just ask. I give people the, the option to present your own story because I don't want to know how you were for her. I don't want to know how you were for him. I don't want to know what you were for them. I want to know who you are for me. You don't, you don't know the type of change people have encountered after you. Everybody is not who they used to be. But I'm telling you, choose Christ, live in your truth, and own your truth. That's the thing. That's what separates the real from the fake. And that's how people take you for, take you serious or not. Nobody, everybody's saying they're Christian. Okay. But when I do this, when, I, I, but everybody pick and choose. Cause when I do it, it count. But when you do it, it don't count. No. When in reality, all you got to do is say, yeah, girl, I just struggle with this. I'm struggling with it. And I just surrendered it to God. And I'm just asking that he just remove it from me. And I'm just asking and praying and interceding that he just takes this away from me because this is not something I want to struggle with on my own. Cast your burdens upon your friends. Cast your burdens upon your family. Culture teaches us to suffer and grind. Culture teaches us to suffer and stay. Culture teaches us so much and you don't have to be that way. You don't have to be any of those things. And I just want you to know that I have been saved since July 11th. And I'm not going back. <laughs> Y'all can have all of that. Y'all can have all of that. Because imagine going to church your whole life. Because some of us just go to some of us just go to church. Not me. But some of us just go to church. And you don't have a goal intended. Get a goal. Let it be a first start. Just get a goal. Just get a goal. So that you showing up to try to, to obtain something. Whether it's write down the scriptures for the word for today. Whether it's stay awake. Some of y'all go to church hungover. And then you sit here and throw shade at the ones that's home in the bed. <laughs> if we both going to hell, why does it matter where we at? That's what I'm not understanding. So that's what I'm telling y'all. I just want you to go back and give Christ another try. If it's something that turned you away the first time and you say, yeah, first I wasn't really open to it. But now she she's just so honest that it might not really be that hard. It's really not. God gave me that book to sell me, y'all. And I'm telling you, I've read three books and I'm on my fourth book. Yeah, I've read three books and I'm on my fourth book right now. And the things those books have told me that the things that are coming, the things I've been praying for is amazing. And I just can't wait. And it's enough to sell me not to go back. I'm not going back to being sick. You know how you, you know how, I, um, it's not to say you don't struggle with things, but I'm not going back. I'm not doing that. I'm not leaving this go around. Mm -mm. Why work harder when I just chose to work smarter? I surrendered everything to Christ. I don't got to deal with that no more. Literally, 
When I got saved, y'all went to bed, woke up, felt like a brand new anointing was on my life. No lie. Like, woke up with the most peace over my life I've ever felt before in my entire life. And God has been with me ever since. And he never really left me. He was just waiting on me. Girl, when is you going to get tired of working? When you going to get tired of doing that? When you going to get tired of being a nurse? I let you do it for four years, sure. You ain't tired yet? You see, now it's starting to, yes, yeah, giving you money. Yes, yeah, buying you nice things. You die today, you go to hell, honey. None of them things going to come with you. They going to get that Louis Vuitton bag y'all sitting there wearing and them, um... And and them Gucci shoes and stuff. Pookie Ray Ray, y'all cousins. Pookie Ray Ray coming to get that. Pookie Ray Ray gonna head it on at your wake. That, that stuff ain't going with you, baby. None of that stuff don't even matter. What legacy are you leaving behind? I want to leave things for my children where they can walk into with their kids. And, and, and they don't even have to lift a finger, baby. And it's because we have established this thing where... We have established this thing. Close the door. Get out. Please. Thank you. Close the door. Close the door. Well, we have established this thing that I built from the ground up based off Christ and faith. And they'll find favor. They'll find, they will find favor. 20 years from... After my death, whenever I get old and die, my great-grandchildren that I would never even meet, like my pastor said, will find favor because of the things that I have put in place for them. What legacy are you leaving behind? Some people going to gonna get saved because of me. A lot of people, actually. By the time this podcast grows next year, a lot of people will be will have given their life to Christ. I know because I put it on my, fa- my Crazy of Faith card. I also know that in one day, God will allow me to, y'all, this year, y'all, with my house flooding, I'm current, my insurance paid $10,000. I'm currently at $20,000 worth of damages downstairs without personal loss. My kitchen sink right now, my kitchen cabinet is built out of two by fours, but let me tell you one thing, I am thankful thankful when my house flooded i didn't even get mad yeah i cried you could you can you can do that god says process your emotions but don't get in your feelings process your emotions but don't get in your feelings getting in your feelings will have you down bad i'm telling you you'll sit there keep pondering on it and you'll stay on it in the same way you manifest good things you can manifest bad things and i don't want that for me because the same seven months that it took for me to spiral out of control i know the same seven months god could create a miracle and God, I can believe for anything. I can believe that this house would be paid off. I can believe for anything. In seven months, if my life was able to go bad, I know in seven months my life is able to go good. I seen it. I seen it when God gave me favor when I first got saved at, on Easter that year. God put favor on my life and he allowed me to get home so that I could get out of my situation. I was the one who drifted. I was bamboozled by the blessing. And God loved me so much that he's spinning a block again on me. And this time, this time when I did my favor, this time when I gave my life to Christ, God found favor again on me. And that's why I love God so much because God knew I have a struggle of living alone, right? I have never lived alone the day before my life. I have always felt alone in life. 
I have just always just felt like I've always had to grind and just had to do things. I was a single mom. I was a teen mom at 16. And now I'm out of a relationship after eight years. And I'm a single mom of four now. And y'all, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's scary sometimes. But y'all, let me tell you something. One thing I don't have no problem doing is getting uncomfortable. And I'm here to tell you because starting over, I feel like I just started over for the third time. I started over the first time when I left my kid's daddy in the house. I was staying there. I left again physically. Well, let me just go back. I left physically. Let's do that. I left physically the first go round. The second time, them, them guys I was dating and entertaining, I let go of that. This earlier this year, I was like, I'm not doing it no more. I'm tired of that. I'm tired of dealing with people who don't serve me. It's time for them to go. Stop taking up space. Stop wasting my time. And so that was the second time. And when I got saved July 11th, I felt like that was the third time. And God loved me so much. He knows that. I had, I, it's not to say that I struggle with being alone. Like I just, sometimes I'll call my friends for them to come over because who wants to live alone? You know what I'm saying? Like I have four kids. I, I don't see another human being sometimes for days as far as outside of my house. Um, I mean at school, yeah, or grocery store or something like that, but I'm talking about in my house. I talk to four children all day, which is fine. But sometimes you just want to have somebody to say, hey, how was your day? You know what I'm saying? Like, whatever, just talk. And God loved me so much that he didn't want me to backslide by trying to go and find these things that he allowed me to find my soulmate. And he gave me my soulmate literally a couple of days after I got saved. And it's just not, it's not even crazy because it's been my friend for 10 years. We've been best friends for 10 years. And it's just amazing because I always tell my, I used to always tell my friends, he's the only one who knows me. Y'all don't know what you're talking about. He don't, he's the only one who sees me. He only knows me. I'm going to talk to him about it. And right before I went to Puerto Rico, one of my friends was like, what if such and such is your um, husband, your soulmate? And I was like, you know what? I wouldn't even really be surprised because... He, he he knows me best. He knows me best. And he was there while I was going through everything. Like, I met him on Twitter um, 10 years ago. Um, he needed, he was a year older than me. He was in college and he needed help with his college paper. And I helped him. And literally, we've been friends since. And um, God loved me so much that he allowed me to not have to suffer that way. You know, he didn't want me to have to feel like I had to be lonely, you know, because the when you're a Christian, the journey gets lonely. I'm telling you, you lose people. People start looking at you weird. You got to let things go that didn't serve, don't serve you no more. Things you thought you love, you'll never love them again. Um, and it can get lonely. It can get lonely. And God didn't want that for me. And he knew he, because he knew it was probably, a, it probably would have made me go back. And God gave me place favor on my life and allowed me to find my soulmate. And that's how I know it's just nothing but God because we're now on our celibacy journey. And we both, I explained to um, my, my boyfriend that, you know, I don't want to 
do things the wrong way. I don't want to live together. I don't want to do any of that. I just want to be, I just want to, I want God to be the foundation of our platform. And literally this has been probably the only person that only God, this is the only God, I, God I've ever been able to talk fully about Christ with. Like we go in depth, like I and me, he sees me in, in ways nobody has ever seen me before. And we talk about God so much and it just brings me so much joy to know that, you know, that's what he wants for himself and that's what he wants for me and that's what he wants for our future family and stuff like that. And then, you know, he just, it's just an amazing feeling. And so, yeah, I, and I'm so open and honest with him that it's really amazing to me because, no cap, I got a little nervous a few weeks ago and, um, I was kind of hesitant. I was just like, I don't know if this is right. I don't know if it's going good, you know. And it's just because when you have been hurt so much or you have been alone so long, like literally, like I've been passed around my whole childhood from house to house, living with different family members, you know, and stuff like that. And, you know, you, you want that kind of love in and stuff like that. But it's just, So amazing because a few weeks ago, I really was just kind of like, I don't think I can do this. You just don't feel like you're deserving of good things sometimes. Sometimes you'll say, are you sure I'm supposed to be rich? And God has already told me, Samantha, you're going to be rich because you're going to do amazing things with that money. And I needed you to have that kind of access so that you can set this, these women free. People put meaning on things. Money is money. And if you're greedy with your money, then that's you. That's you just being bitter and being greedy and just feeling like you have to hold on to that. Money is money. And my belief for money is that it's going to come to me because I know the things that I'm going to do with it. And I know the, the lives I'm going to change with it. And I know the things that it'll do for my family as well. And I say that because I really was just thinking like, Lord, this isn't it. I'm sitting here putting things that culture teaches us to put on people. And I remember like telling him I needed a break. And I was like, I need a break. And I just need to find out what I have going on and stuff like that. And it broke his heart so bad. And it made me feel so bad because when he hurts, I really do hurt. And when I hurt, he really does hurt. And you can really feel it. And that's why I'm so thankful for God's grace because I've never felt that before. Someone who genuinely cares for my well-being and don't want to see me struggle in any way, shape, or form. Always lending to help. Patience out of this world. Never really gets mad. Ever. Never gets mad. Patience like no other. Loves my kids like no other. And we've been friends for 10 years and he's been here the whole time. But because I just chose to go through the motions and just chose to suffer in silence and chose to deal with things. He knew I was dealing with things. We were, we've been best friends for years, for 10 years. And to just know that God has answered my prayers because God knows the specific things that I asked for. Y'all, he ain't got no kids. <laughs> that was at the top of my list. Like, God, I think that these ghetto baby daddies and ain't nothing wrong with them, but baby, is you sure it's for me? I'd rather take one that's, that doesn't have any children. So, I'm just saying, like, the little things that you talk about with your friends and stuff, God hear you. 
And I'm just so thankful for my boyfriend. I'm just so thankful for him and his patience and his love and his love for God. And it's just amazing to know that I'm here. Like, it's just amazing. That's why I want everybody else to just try it. Try it. See where it takes you. Just try it. Stop talking about it and just try it. I cannot stand somebody who talks about something for the longest and never even tries it. The, the 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 crazy one is the one who never tries it but has the idea. I don't care if I fail. I'm going to try, okay? Because let me tell you something. When I fall, I know all the things that I shouldn't do again. And I'm going to try it again. You got to get uncomfortable. Some of y'all got got, to gotta break that cycle of being in your comfort zone. Some of y'all comfort zone is going to hold you for the rest of your life. And everybody you around going to have the same views as you. They're going to look like you. They're going to be broken like you. And you'll never experience the thing God, the things God has for you. Some of y'all are working twice as hard. Ain't no way I'm working six jobs and I got four kids and I can't even come home and have a great, a, a, a peaceful night of rest because I done been overworked all day. No, I'm telling you because right now I'm in my purpose and I can't wait for my testimony to blow y'all's mind and just stay tuned because it's going to be amazing. So today I'm asking you, what legacy are you leaving behind? Do people just know you saved or are you leading people to Christ? Are you telling people you were broken? Are you telling people the things you struggle with, the things you came from, the places they don't have to go anymore, the things that they can see that they thought they weren't deserving of? That's the legacy I'm leaving for my children. That's the legacy I'm leaving for this podcast. That's the legacy I'm leaving for my career and for strangers. That's just the legacy I'm leaving. I want people to say, I was, I want, I want like my pastor said, when he get to heaven, he want to see everybody that got led to Christ because of him. Me too. Me too. Blow my mind. If you get saved and you want to reach out, blow my mind and just email me. I even connected an email. It's S. J-O-V-A-U-G-H-N at gmail.com. And I just want you to know, I just want to know if you get saved. Let me make sure that's right. That's right. It's actually, let me say it again, y'all. I'm sorry. S-J-O-V as in Victor, A-U-G-H-N-1-1 at gmail.com. If you get saved off of this podcast, please, you don't even, I know to say your name and all of that, but if you want to tell me your story, if you feel like you even want a segment on the podcast on the podcast or anything, this is the invitation right here because I created an Etsy for a therapeutic box for my black women. Um, the Etsy is not, it's called naturalized podcast and it's all one word. It's not space. So naturalized podcast is one word. I created a therapeutic box because black women, we suffer and it's not our fault. It's because that's what culture teaches us to suffer in silence. And it's so important to take care of yourself. And I launched the therapeutic boxes because I wanted to give back to black women who need to tend to self. It's so hard sometimes when you're a mom to afford things outside of the home, when you sit here praying that you have Christmas. And that's why I was getting that earlier. Y'all, I don't even have money like that. I don't have money because I'm sitting here not going back to what I felt was comfortable. I can't go back to nursing. That's causing me to drift. I had to let it go. God told me to burn up the backup plan after I did one shift. When I went and did that one shift, 
while I was saved, God had had Celeste. That's her name. Celeste waiting for me at at the at the job. I never even met her. She's a travel nurse, and I love her to death. And we're amazing friends now. And shout out to you, Celeste. And she told me, girl, this is not what you're supposed to be doing. Go and do the great things that you want to do. And what's crazy is she had great things that she wants to do too. And so I pray that she's doing those great things. And I pray that she steps out on faith like no other and just trusts God's will for her life. And God was, that was just a reminder. She didn't know me from a can of paint. I told her my life story and she was just like, girl, Go be the, like, just go be the change. She couldn't wait to, like, do lunch. It was just so amazing. And it was just the reassurance I needed at that moment. God said, Samantha, you don't, you got to burn up the backup plan. You got to let it go if you're going to the places I'm trying to take you. You got to let it go. So, y'all don't even work right now. Christmas, I'm telling you, I don't know how Christmas is going to get done this year. And I'm not ashamed to say that. I've provided for Christmas every year for my children. This is my first Christmas where they'll be able to see their mother say, that's a blessing within itself. I don't care about the gifts. I don't care about the gifts. Right now, I don't even have the money to get my children gifts right now. I'm not working. I'm trying to, I live on a fixed income and I'm going to school based off of the things off of the income that I have and I'm going to school because God has some amazing things coming for me next year and he has some amazing things coming for y'all through me and so I'm not even worried about that you know this year I wanted to teach my kids the meaning behind Christmas and if I could get them some gifts I can you know and I will but if I can't I'm not going to pick up an extra job I'm not going back to nursing I'm not drifting for gifts to be under the tree this year. I'm not doing that. I'm actually volunteering this Saturday at my church. And um, I go to the Apex location. It's called Hope. If you're in North Carolina, in the like the Raleigh area, it's in, um, they have one in Raleigh, Gardner, Apex, and Mooresville. I go to the one in the Apex, but it was full. So I'm going to go to the one in um, Mooresville on Saturday. And they're having a toy drive and I put my kid's name on the angel list and they're giving out one gift per kid. If you registered your child, um, this year for people struggling and I put my kids on that list and I was like, God is going to give them what, what they, what he needs them to have. And I'm just happy that they got a saved mama. You know what I'm saying? They'll find favor in their life because of me. And I don't know how Christmas is going to get done, but I know Saturday when I go to Mooresville to pray for families, I originally signed up to be a distributor, meaning I hand out the gifts. I go to the back and go get them and hand them to the family. And and God told me, no, no, not this time, my girl. No, you can't hand out stuff this time. You got to get out of your comfort zone. I need you to pray for people in their stories. I need you to hear the things that are happening in people's lives and I need you to pray with them. I need you to tell them that the things that I have in you, I need you to relate it to them. I need you to pray for them. I need them to be able to cast their burdens upon you without being judged. And I need you to pray for them. And the only thing I I had, I didn't even hesitate. I was the first one. They didn't even have anybody for that section, for that time slot. Not one prayer was even listed for that specific time slot. And I I signed up and I was like, I'm going to pray for these families. I'm going to pray that the things they're praying for is going to bless their lives. And I'm getting kind of emotional thinking about it because I'm just so excited to hear people's stories on Saturday because 
I know how hard I have struggled before. And to not be able to get your kids Christmas is is something, you know what I'm saying? And it's not for me this year because I'm saved. And that's the best gift I could have given myself, let alone my children. And I'm just really excited to pray for families and see the things that my prayers and the things God will send through me to them what happened in their life. I'm just, I'm, I'm just, I'm just excited. And I know that one day this ain't nothing but God saying, show me what you got my girl, because in a few months you'll be praying for black women who come to you and seek help financially or whatever the case may be. There will be one day where this podcast produces enough money to help black women who can come cast their burdens upon me without feeling like you have to meet a certain criteria without feeling like you have to stretch your story a little or water it down or or make it more severe than what it is people fall on hard times more than one time people fall on hard times with or without children and I want black women to be able to come place their burdens upon me and I will be able to set them free from things that they sit there struggling with. I'll be paying daycare bills, mortgages, rents, probably buying some people a few cars. I know the things that God has for me in my podcast and I know it's coming and it's nothing but God showing me. Go pray for these families because one day you'll be praying for your own nonprofit organization for the people that come and present their stories for you to you. I'm telling y'all I have so many plans and that's what I was telling the girls at Bible study last night one day this house will be paid off and this house will be for rent for a mother who needs to get on her feet who wants to live in a good neighborhood who struggles to find affordable housing for her children while she sits there and gets herself together I will have that 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 leverage for for women. I will have that that place for where women can come during Christmas time and get Christmas trees. Christmas trees are expensive. And because you can afford it doesn't make everybody else can afford it. Christmas trees get high. Some people can't even afford it. Some people can't even get one. A decent size to put presents under. Start off at $35-40. And I want one day I will not want one day I will have a part where you can drive through and come and get your kids some Christmas trees. Whether you want a real one or a fake one, we'll have them all. And you don't even have to know. You won't even have to. You don't. You just come. If you 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 could just come. You don't even have to feel like embarrassed. You don't even have to feel like. You don't have that support. I'll even have gifts one day. It's going to be one day where we're giving out gifts. Where black women will be able to register and come and shop for gifts for their children. For real. I'm going to create that leverage for black women. It's hard. It's hard around this time of the year. And when you just get out and a lot of people is just looking to receive. This year, I just want to give. I just want to give in ways that I can't even imagine. I'm a, I'm, I am a... I, I what did he call? It? Let me go look. I'm a I sow seeds all the time. I am a. It's on the tip of my tongue. Hold on. We were talking about sowing seeds, and I am here. It goes. I am a.
<sighs> okay. He said it was called something. I forgot. I just know it. I know it's faith like a farmer, but just sow seeds all the time. I am a cereal sower. That's what it's called. A cereal sower. Took me a minute. I had to look at my notes too. A cereal sower. And that wasn't even written down. It came to my brain. It was it's a cereal sower. Y'all, I don't even care um what you feel like you're up against. I don't even, I don't care. And I, when I say I don't care, I mean, I don't care to where you feel like you're going to be judged. I don't care about any of that. Come, I'm going to have a day where I'm telling you, I'm going to be paying for therapy sessions. I'm going to be paying for people who are trying to get in their purpose that need a, a, a car payment paid this month because they don't have no job. I'm telling you, I'm going to be able to do all of that. And God is just doing things in my life. And I put it on my crazier faith card. This podcast is going to save lives. And I'm telling you, one day, it will be a time where you will be able to come. And honey, if you need the help, the help will be here. And I cannot wait. I cannot wait to send black girls to college to do what they want to do. Not what culture tells them to do. But what they want to do and what aligns with their purpose, you know? I just I'm just so thankful for this position and for this season in my life. I'm so amazed. I'm so amazed at how far I've come and the things I've overcome. And it's not, and I just give it all to God because I I tried for five months and it didn't work. And God has literally took the end of my year. I, the beginning of my year was hell. Hell. And God really said, you don't got to work that hard, girl. I'll let you be a nurse for four years. How, how, much, how, how, long, how much longer are you going to go? How, long, how much harder are you going to work, Should No, I wanted to get in my purpose this year, and that's all I was praying for. And I just pray that if you're touched by this message here, you can message me on my Instagram at underscore naturalize underscore. You can even email me. I told you it's S-J-O. V as in Victor, A-U-G-H-N-1-1 at gmail.com. Your stories. If you want to tell me your story, if you want me to read an anonymous letter, I want to be able to do all these amazing things for this podcast. And I just want you to know you're not alone. If you want to get, if you want to give your life to Christ, yesterday was a great day, but today is a great, an even better day. And I'm even willing to pray a prayer with you if that's what you want to do. <clears throat> and you can just say, God, right now, I just ask that you just come into my life. I just ask that you just allow me to surrender the things that I thought I had to give in order to receive. I don't. God, I just ask that you just take those burdens that I carry and put them on you. The things culture has taught me to deal with, the things I have not won, I have not accepted, the things I have not agreed to. I just ask that right now you transform my life and that you just come into my heart and be my Lord and Savior. And that you just guide my footsteps and that you just take control of everything that consumes me. Remove the things that do not serve me, God. I just ask that you just put me in a position to be who you created me to be. And God, I just ask these things in your name. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. That's it. It don't got to be fancy. Y'all, I couldn't pray for a long time. I'm telling you, last night I got on the Bible study and I prayed like, you know, it, it, it's just a foreign, it's not even a foreign language no more. This is, this is what we speak, baby. If you want me to pray with you, come on, let's go. We can do it.
I'm telling you, what is your legacy gonna say about you? Is it gonna be girl? She just she was fly. Mm, imagine just being fly. Be casket short. Ain't that what Medea said? You be casket short. Hell is hot. Imagine going to church your whole life. Did he end up in hell because you ain't saved? I'm telling you. What is your legacy gonna say for you? So until next time, my loves. Stay blessed, stay beautiful, and stay black. And just be you, baby. And I love y'all so very much. And I'm coming back with another podcast. I'm not going to take as long. I know I took a little bit of time this time. Because people's like, when the next podcast coming? I know I took a little bit of time. I'm in school. And I'm really, I was trying to get the merchandise out and the therapeutic boxes out. So just be patient with me. I have so many things coming. And I know. I'm not giving up. I don't want y'all to think this is something I'm starting that's going to stop. Mm-mm. That blog was going to take off, but God needed me to use my voice. So, baby, I'm not going nowhere. And I just want to say, if you purchase any of my therapeutic boxes, because I posted them and people started per purchasing. And I just want to say thank you for that. Thank you for the things you'll do for black women and the things you'll do for culture and the changes you'll do for Christ. I just want to say thank you for that and continue to support that that aspect of my business just continue to share my podcast if you can because you don't never know it could be your sister who gave her life to christ and what amazing christmas gift that would be to know that when you get to heaven you'll see your sister at that gate screaming hey girl i'm telling you what will it, your legacy say for you all right my beautiful girls that's it i love you and until next time have an amazing 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 weekend all right